Moncrief on News Talk. Delivering babies. We're opening a birthing centre so we can do literally just that until the end of time. Non-stop babies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do it our way. Total control. Birthing centre. Lab. Well, now, lab. Yes, the lab is a thing. Hey. You guys have, like, exactly the same face. Yeah? No sh- that's Dead Ringers. You can stream all episodes now on Amazon Prime Video. James Dempsey uh, joins us again. Is th- This is like melodrama stuff, is it? Yeah, like it's really, um, like, you know, you know Amazon has money when you watch a show like this because for, for a fairly, like, I mean, it's a drama, right? But the costumes, the lighting, the sets, the music, everything about it feels kind of sumptuous and expensive. And even, you know, I was watching it and right, like the whole, uh, whole point of it is it's, uh, Rachel Weiss playing two different uh, versions of herself. I get mm-hmm. well of twins. Anyway, I don't know why I'm explaining twins <laughs> so well, bizarrely. Right? Yeah, this is a grown-up parent trap. <laughs> right? So um, uh, she plays Doctor Elliot Mantle and Doctor Beverly Mantle, and uh, like you know, there have been plenty of um, uh, screen iterations of twins played by one actor. Yeah. You know, since time since since there has been TV and yes. movies, right? And like I was watching it, really admiring how brilliant the kind of the um, the sleight of hand and the the technical CGI, I'm sure, doll is because they they have really upped their game of having two actors in the same scene, you know, uh, playing twins. So they it is based on very 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 loosely a true story and based more closely on a 1988 film with Jeremy Irons. That, oh, de- that Dead Ringers. That yes. Dead Ringers, yeah, okay. Which yeah. I never saw yeah. <laughs> directed by David Cronenberg. Um but the true story of it is there were these two male gynecologists in New York who died in 1975 under very suspicious circumstances and it is I think some somewhat suspicious, but nothing related to this, right? Mm. This is a version of the 1988 David Cronenberg movie, and they play these two gynecologist doctor twin sisters who um, are British in it, but living in New York, and they are, uh, you know, I guess the, the like what would uh, what would tempt someone like Rachel Weisz to a show like this? Well, I'm sure the paycheck was pretty good, <laughs> but also because you're playing. The two lead two roles. People. Yeah. It is yeah. absolutely and utterly a star vehicle for her. And even the other people in the cast, you know, are not maybe household names by any stretch of imagination. Michael Chernus, he's a guy from, uh, he's popped up in a few things. Severance, he's very good in Severance and Orange is the New Black. Probably the biggest other name in it is Jennifer Ely, who um, was Lizzie Bennett in the like 90s. British uh, Pride and Prejudice way right. back when, okay. right? Yeah. But like it is a, the Rachel Vice vehicle, and she gets to run the gamut of all of her like ability, right? Because what happens when you have two twins? You have one who's the straight laced one, <laughs> and one who's the party animal, and uh, th- like that happens in. Sweet Valley High, it's going to happen in, twi- in, in, in Twins, the movie is going to happen in this as well, right? Dead Ringers. So you see her chewing up the scenery uh, and particularly, you know, I watched it and I was quite uncertain, I have to admit. The first episode, I was like, mm, like there's a lot of style here, but like what's actually going on? And then the second episode is all about the twins going off to get funding for this business they want to open. They want to open a birthing centre and they're mm. trying to get like money from a venture capitalist who's played by Jennifer Ely. And that is like, 
I mean, it's just, it's very in right now. It's very in vogue. I eat the rich style. Let's, right. Let's okay. mock uh, yeah. the super rich. And it is a very, you know, it's a very, it's not a particularly revelatory, you know, addition to that canon, but it's still very enjoyable all the same. And, okay. And they're gynecologists. Are the two of them gynecologists? Both of them. One, one white is a guy. Both of them are gynecologists. <laughs> Working in, we first meet them working in a maternity ward in a hospital, and then they want to open this. They want to start their own birthing center and sort of revolutionise um, healthcare for women. But also, uh, one of them, I can't remember Elliot. I think it is. <laughs> they're the same person, <laughs> right? Yeah. So one of them um, uh, is more interested in in kind of fertility, let's say, rather than birthing. And the mm. other one is more interested in birthing than fertility. So they're kind of crossing uh, ethical guide, you know, ethical guidelines in, in both aspects of their job. And then in addition to that, they also swap roles. So, for example, in the first episode, and none of this will count as a spoiler, uh, Beverly encounters an actress, this uh, character Genevieve, uh, played by Brittany Oldford, who I also don't know, um, who she is very smitten with and because she's she's the more straight-laced, shy and uh, wallflowery one, at one point she goes and swaps places with Beverly who then, you know, seduces, woos her because she's the confident one and the way you know the difference between them is one of them has, I mean, <laughs> one of them has her hair up and one of them has her hair down and that's it, right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah right. What else can you do? Well, really? yeah, what else can you do, right? So, all in, um, it is beautiful to look at Okay. Hmm. Now, I haven't seen the 1988 movie, so I can't comment to it's uh, like I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Right. It's just it wasn't one that was on TV. Yeah, I can't remember it. But 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 okay, they set up their own birthing center. Yeah. But where's the conflict, or where's well, the, story the con- arc? so the conflict is that they uh, so so um, uh, Elliot, which one Beverly Elliot which one you Elliot say one of them <laughs> right and, and then the, the goodie the goodie two shoes one yeah. is falling in love with the uh, with this actress patient yeah. of hers and the other one is getting increasingly jealous of what that means for their twin relationship and is she taking ah. her away from me and so on meanwhile at the same time they are also in business with a you know cold uh, hearted bloodthirsty venture capitalist who wants them to only get profit and um the the kind of bad one is also being seduced by the kind of power of fertility science Breaking the boundaries, right? So she's she's doing things she shouldn't be doing ethically, right? right? Okay. So that's a that and that's all coming in a package. The whole thing is six hour long episodes. So I imagine the movie is only two hours, right? Mm. Uh, you know, that's usually how movies are. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's enough of a plot to stretch this out to the six hours. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, like. As I said, even the second episode, which I really enjoyed, which is a, you know, which would fit right in in if they were all eating in the White Lotus in wherever, mm. right? Um, it's not something I haven't seen before either, you know, yes, like yeah. rich people being lampooned and skewered and made fun of uh, while all having fancy meals, right? All of that. I've seen it before. I really, I liked it, but it, it wasn't novel or new. I haven't gone the full distance on this yet. I haven't gone to term, shall we say, right? But um, so far, so good. And it has improved the more I've gotten into yeah. it. That's an interesting thing, though, about Amazon Prime. 
They do, it's almost like they make really good copies, but they're always a minute too late <laughs> in terms of, you know, <laughs> what's really hot uh, uh, kind of thing. Uh, right. Anyway, that's uh, Dead Ringers. Uh, the, our next show was called Am I Being Unreasonable? You can stream all episodes of season one now on the RTE player. Here's a clip. She is vile. A pig. A pig. A big toxic pig. She's just a narcissist. Narcissist. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Do you know what I think that is lip fillers? Because you know when someone's had it done, it's that sort of duck bottom. You haven't seen um, Miss Miyagi if you haven't touched his biscuit. No. No. Well, it's time to go. One minute. Mum, school. Hmm? Gotta go to school. Two minutes. Just let me watch the news. You know what? Oh my god! That's so unfair. Okay, so uh, is this would you, is this a kind of a family drama thing or a couple? Uh, it's a comedy. Yeah. And uh, when I say it's a comedy that opens with the most shocking, uh, terrifying accident you've ever seen that leads to tragedy, I'm, I'm not uh, not joking, right? <laughs> so it comes from Daisy Mae Cooper, who uh, people, I, you know, I have to admit, I first got to know her really on Taskmaster uh, very early on in the pandemic when Taskmaster had its kind of breakthrough moment yeah. when it moved to Channel 4. And she was one of the early, con- well, not one of the early, but she was... Uh, an early Channel 4 contestant on it and really, really funny in the show. And her sitcom, um, she has a sitcom that she wrote with her brother on the BBC called This Country, which I actually reviewed. It was on the RT player maybe about a year, year and a half ago. This was, Re- they were all Christians. No, oh, that's no. A, that's uh, oh, uh, oh. that's the one on Channel Four. The everything else burns, I think. Right, okay, um, yeah. it, it's kind of like a slice of pie look at uh, life in an English village with these two siblings who kind of go around doing nothing. Right, and it's very, 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 very funny, and has been remade in the US to I think reasonable success. And she's, um, you know, she kind of burst onto the scene with that out of nowhere. And in the last kind of four years, she's had the most prolific career because in addition to finishing off this uh, this country, doing Taskmaster, she's also starred in three other things, including this. So she was in uh, this, uh, The Witchfinder, um, uh, Rain Dogs, which was on BBC and HBO. And this then is a co-production between the BBC and Hulu. So... She's like the hardest working woman in, right. <laughs> in the juice. UK right yeah. now. And she's really funny. And in this, she plays Nick and uh, she's this kind of, uh, dis- she's just kind of unhappy in her life, right? We, when, when we meet her, right at the very beginning, she's got this uh, lovely kind of parting romance with this guy. And I don't think this will qualify as a spoiler. I really hope not anyway. Who we ultimately find out very early on is not her husband, but her lover. We find out all of this in the first episode. And I kind of have to say this to piece the rest of the plot together. And she's just very, um, she's just kind of at a loss because that relationship has come to an end and she doesn't really like her husband and she's living in this small English town and doesn't get on with, she doesn't really have any friends. The title comes from um, Mumsnet, the kind of, the online <laughs> uh, hotbed of uh, oddness yeah. where, where, uh, <laughs> where I guess mums write comments and ask, am I being unreasonable about yeah. blah, 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 blah. And uh, that's where that comes from. So she encounters then uh, Jen, who's played by Celine Hisley. They are the co-creators of this they know each other from drama school she um, is a single mother living in the town and they become friends and 
suddenly uh, uh, Nick tells, kind of begins to uh, unload her her secret onto Jen, and in doing so, Jen suddenly starts recording it, and Jen is certainly not who we think she is either. So there's all of these layers upon layers upon layers in this. Okay, now, it is really funny and at times breathtakingly dark and odd in the choices that it makes. But I have to admit, the thing that struck me the most about it is, so Daisy uh, Daisy May Cooper has a, like a 12-year-old son in it. He's played by Lenny Rush. He's this young actor, obviously, uh, I think he's 14, with a, like a, with a kind of dwarfism. He is the most incredible child actor I have seen in a long time. I was watching it the whole time going, he is, his comic timing is absolutely impeccable. His his kind of um, chemistry with her is so believable and funny and interesting. And then when I was looking it up, he actually has been nominated for a lot of awards, like supporting actors for this. And and well-deserved because right. like he's brilliant in it as well. The whole thing I found really funny. I watched it all in one sitting, which uh, says something about it because I like just powered through the whole thing because I wanted to know what was going to happen. It's dark and has a real edge to it, but it can be very, very funny. And this is another one on the RT player. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> one would have to start to re- question your relationship with the RT player. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, let me tell you, when you're watching it on an Apple TV like I am, it always skips episode one. And no matter what I try to do, I can't get it to play episode one. So I want to give it the good and the bad. Okay, all right. Yeah, be warned. Right. Uh, the third show is the Big Door Prize. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple TV+. Plus. Here's a clip. You two tried this Morpho machine? Oh my god. Oh, we were just talking about that. You want to know what I got? Superstar. Uh, oh. Is that spooky or what? I was legitimately spooked. <laughs> Not spooky as that shit. That is scary. I don't know if you two remember, but I was the first Italian American goalie in New York Rangers history and the youngest. Yeah, how would we not remember that? Yeah, it's printed right here on the menu. I was brimming with potential until I suffered a permanent injury to my catching hand while I was deadlifting over 465 pounds. Yeah, yeah, we know the story. How much were you lifting, though? But if it wasn't for that, I guess I wouldn't have this place, which is also a lifelong dream. Yeah, so I guess as that spooky machine can attest, superstar can mean a lot of different things, Big D. Right, there's a there's a kind of a feeling of small town comedy type. True, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so this um, so this is like, I I can't quite put my finger on it. It's like something between uh, the Gilmore Girls in that it's got this small town called Deerfield. I think in it's based on a novel. I think in the novel it's Louisiana, but it's unknown quite here. And then the Twilight Zone, because in this town, in the general store, one evening while uh, the employee is looking the other way, this kind of photo booth appears. Mm called Morpho, I think. And it encourages uh, the inhabitants to go in, put in $2, then enter their social security numbers and press a button so that it can take their (laughs) fingerprints, which to me seems a little odd that they'd be so willing to do this. But they do this and then it spits out this little card which tells them what their life potential is. So in it, right, we we begin with Chris O'Dowd uh, who plays Dusty in the show. He is an Irishman in it. They kind of go to great lengths to go, oh, when I moved over here from Ireland a couple of times to really explain why he's not a Yank. It's because he's not very good at doing American accents. I think that's <laughs> the real reason. It's true, yeah. it's true. But he, he is an Emmy Award winning actor, oh, right? Oh no, absolutely. He's great and, and he is, he, like he kind of carries definitely a lot of the warm and humour here and uh, the cast have great good chemistry Mm. but for me it's just a little slow to move on right so 
in the first episode, I think each episode is named after a character. And it's not that they're uniquely following them, but it's sort of, you know, more uh, heavily relying on them in, in that specific one. And in the first one, it's him about him trying to decide whether or not he wants to find out, does he want to get this card? And the cards spit out the most random things like somebody gets royalty, somebody gets gum, somebody gets hero, somebody Mm. gets biker and so on. And the person who gets the card, they get the same card no matter what every time they enter. And they begin to reflect on their life and like, what might this mean? Is this what I was supposed to be? Like, for example, the principal gets biker and decides to go off and get a, you know, get a Harley Davidson and, and pursue that and see what happens. And it's all this kind of slightly twee... Stuff, right? And another thing I would liken it to is there was a show um, probably about 15 years old now called Pushing Daisies, a much maligned early cancelled show that has this kind of very um, pop style to it. And there's something about that to this as well. But there's a slight edge to it too. So it comes from a guy named David West Reed. He wrote, um, he won an Emmy for writing a lot of episodes of Schitt's Creek and he also wrote the book of the musical Anne Juliet. So he's a very successful comedy writer. And like the thing about Schitt's Creek is it really manages to kind of um, e- e- balance very, very, very well sweetness and yeah. maybe not edge, but like yeah. something, yeah. right? Like it's not just warmth the whole time. There's, yeah, there's, there's a few no. F-words, yeah. right? Well, there's a few F-words, plus uh, oftentimes the character, you know, the, the, they're unsympathetic True. characters with no uh, self Yes, exactly. So this is not just like apple pie, yeah. right? It's apple pie with something else in it, okay? And... My biggest problem with it is, um, you know, now we're more than halfway through the season. Uh, my understanding is by the end of the season from people who have seen it all, they're not going to wrap up any of the mysteries. We're not going to find out, I think, where the machine uh. is coming from. Like Chris O'Dowd is getting these, uh, an increasing sprouting number of like uh, metallic blue moles on his rear end. I, I hope that at least gets, <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> gets wrapped up. But for me, it's not even leaving a trail of crumbs of where the mystery might even be going. It's kind of like, yeah, this machine is here now and we're just not going to ask any more about it. And I think, you know, in the era of like anti-vaxxers and whatever, I don't think everyone would be going, yeah, I'm just going to put my yeah. social security yeah, number here there. and give yeah. my, my passport, or my, you know, give my fingerprints over willy-nilly. Uh, yes. Okay, well, uh, James, once again, sponsored by Big Pharma. Uh, <laughs> the three shows he uh, he chose this week were Dead Ringers. You can stream all the episodes now on Amazon Prime Video. Am I being unreasonable? Stream all episodes of season one now on the RT player and the Big Door Prize. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple TV+. Plus. James, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.